Lord, we give you the glory and the praise tonight. Lord, we want to lift up your name. We want to see you, Lord, high and exalted. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered tonight, Lord. Got it. 
Worship Him right out loud. Come on, thank Him. Worship Him right out loud tonight. Come on, prophesy on those instruments. Come on, Zach. Come on, team. Lift your voice and thank Him right out loud. Lord, thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. Woo! Where would we be without Him? He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Woo! From everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. There is none before You. None come after You. You're God all by Yourself. You took the hem of creation. You struck the anvil of time. You caught the stars. You threw them out and you named every one of them. Almighty God. Nothing's impossible for you. Nothing's impossible for you. Nothing. Nothing. Disease has to go in your name. Sickness has to flee in your name. Broken hearts are healed in your name. In the name of Jesus. There's peace in the name. There's salvation in the name. There's deliverance in your name. There's freedom in your name. Yes, there is. There's freedom in your name. Ooh, the sun sets free. There's freedom in your name. Jesus. 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 We worship you. We worship you. We worship Jesus. 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 We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Jesus, free these people. 
will free the youth, free children tonight, free adults. Suicide, you must leave now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. you right now. Release yourself from whoever's standing next to you. Lift your eyes. Lift your hands. Lift your hearts. Open up to the move of the Spirit of God. He's here. He wants to touch you. There doesn't have to be an altar call. This is it. Go after God. Lift your hands. Call on Him. Oh, let the fire fall tonight. go, disease go, depression go. voice and pray for the person on your right and the person on your left. Pastor Karen, come on, sweetheart. Come on, lift your voice. Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence that's in this place. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are our strong tower. God, you are our place of refuge, God. You're mighty and awesome and wonderful. And Lord, I just ask tonight, God, as your people have come, as we have come, God, tonight to hear from you, Lord, that all the worries and the concerns and just the dealings of life in this world, God, wash away and may your presence come, may your fire fall upon each and every one of us tonight. May we grow, God, more in the knowledge of who you are, God, and who we are in you. We thank you, God, for what you're doing, Lord. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Mandy, can you come on up? We want you to pray for the youth tonight. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the youth group. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Jesus, for your faithfulness, for all these wonderful young people that are in this building tonight, and they want to hear from you, God. 
They're here for a reason and for a purpose, God. And I pray right now that tonight as we break into our small life groups, God, I pray right now, God, that your word just comes alive to them and that they will feel and know your purpose, God, for their life and that they will just continue to seek after you, Jesus. And I thank you for just the love and the passion that you have put in each and every one of them to make a difference in this world, God. And I pray that tonight that they will leave here changed forever and that they will totally, just completely surrender all to you tonight. And that we ask that, God, for all of us here tonight, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives and your love and your mercies that are new every morning. In your name, amen. Well, let's pray for one more thing. We want to pray for Pumpkin Patch. It's a big outreach we got on Saturday. Let's pray for that, that many, many families had come and get touched by the Lord. Father, we intercede and we stand, Lord, before you as your people. And we believe that you have called us, Lord, to do this event. We ask now that you, God, would supernaturally enable us to bring in the harvest. Come on, pray for a harvest. Come on, pray for a harvest right now. Lord, we pray, bring in its harvest of children. Bring in a harvest of children in that pumpkin patch time, Lord, there at the, at the sports complex at 5 o'clock. That many would come and have a great time, but be impacted by the gospel of the kingdom. And we thank you that through it, the body of Christ will grow, this church will grow, families will be saved, delivered. We thank and give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So glad you've come tonight. Why don't you say hi to somebody? Welcome to King's Cathedral in Chapels, Alaska. As the youth and the children go upstairs, I need all the youth. I know we'll split up in our discipleship group, but I need all the youth and all the adults that are going to the youth conference. We've got to have a real quick meeting upstairs in the main room, in the big room, for everybody going to youth conference. So all the youth and all the adults that are going to youth conference, please meet up there right now. And then we'll split up into discipleship.
Hey, we're so blessed you're here tonight. Got a word for you. It's going to be good. Before that, I want to greet our first-time visitors. If you're here and it's the first time, we want to welcome you with a special greeting. Let's give them all a hand clap, won't you? Right now? All right. Those people that are online, let's give them a big God bless you on three. One, two, three. God, God bless you. Uh, lots of great things going on. Again, our pumpkin patch, you want to be a part of that. If you haven't had the opportunity to get a hold of some of the coupons and things that we're passing out, the iDesk, that's the desk that's right in front of the mirror there in the lobby, you can stomp off there and pick up some pick up some coupons. We are charging $5, but it's a $2 off coupon. And, uh, and for tonight, um, what I will do is... Let's see, how many of you want free tickets? Here's what we're going to do. If you're coming to Pumpkin Patch, it's free anyway. You're working in, you're part of the Pumpkin Patch crew. It's free for your kids and for you. Uh, but how many of you want some comp tickets? Because you came tonight and it's Tuesday night and you're hungry. So let's do this. Can we hand out some of those coupons to folks if we have some? And uh, if you would... If you would, uh, just take a pen and write on the back, COMP. C-O-M-P. In Hebrew. Do it all in Hebrew. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, just kidding. Do it in Greek. No, just kidding. All right, Aramaic. No, okay. So, so you can take... Uh, Comp tickets for you and for your family. If you know somebody you're trying to get there, if you had a free ticket for them, you know they'd come, that kind of thing. Go ahead. Go ahead and take, you know, I really don't care. Just, you know, don't be a glutton about it. But, I mean, use them. All right? Okay? I don't care. If you feel have five tickets, you want five tickets, you want six tickets, eight tickets, I, I don't care. So just take them. You came Tuesday. This is your little blessing tonight. We're going to bless you and help you. Again, uh, if you're working as a part of Pumpkin Patch, it's all... Your kids are comped free. Kids doesn't mean third generation, great grandchildren, or anything like that. But okay, your whole family—fair enough. It'll be a generational blessing. Your whole family free. So uh, no matter how many you want right now, you know you just—but do it now, all right? Don't 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 do it later. Now is the time to do it. You want five tickets? Write comp on it. Pastor said, "All right, there you go." If you get trouble at the door, say, Pastor gave it to us Tuesday night. We'll make sure the registration people know. And just put comp, C-O-M-P, in pen. That's fine. It'll work. All right? Comp Tuesday. There you go. Comp Tuesday. That's the thing. All right? So if you want, you know, if you want to give them to your neighbors, look, these are free. I want to comp them. They're for you. Use them as an evangelistic tool, okay? And, uh, and, 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 you know... Don't be a glutton. Amen. Let me like 50 and sling them all over the parking lot. Actually, maybe that'll work. I don't know. Anyway, be led by the Spirit of God, okay? Comp Tuesday. That'll get you, get you in free. You can bless whoever you want with that and uh, give it to your family, friends, whatever. Have a ball. Appreciate you turning out on a Tuesday night for a Holy Ghost night. Praise the Lord. This Sunday, you have got to have bumped your head if you don't come to church. Now, I think people probably bump their head if they don't come to church anyway, but Sean Smith is absolutely off the 
chain used all over the nations. Powerful, powerful prophet. He's being used to impact this generation. He's a revivalist. The odds of him coming to our little church are very small. The only reason it's happening is because God's given us favor. And that's why. Because really, he could be in any church in the state. And we're not the biggest church or anything like that. But he came here last year, got so touched by the Lord, loved the spirit of this place, about the sense of revival and the freedom that was here. When he came back uh, this year, he, he had all kinds. I'm telling you, he had all kinds of people saying, please come to our church. Please come to our church. Please come. He said, I'm going to KC, man. We're going to have revival at KC. So listen, I don't want to be embarrassed. Invite everybody you know. Pack the place out. Okay, come. If you got a headache, come. You'll probably get cured, healed. All right. And uh, Sunday morning also, most likely, is going to be Adam uh, Barta's with us. So we'll have a tag team uh, rip the roof off thing. Great, great worship leader. One of the most creative, talented uh, guys in our nation, I believe, in the body of Christ. He's a playwright. He's writing all kinds of stuff. God's using his productions really all over the place. And his productions, are, he, he is at Paul Gurley's church in, in Vegas. His productions are Vegas size and, and power with the anointing. And they're really amazing. So maybe he'll tell us some about that. He also has a great gift to be able to communicate. He brought us a great word last year. I don't know if some of you remember that, but it was a great, great word. I remember it to this day about the prodigal son. And it was awesome. Really awesome. So don't miss that. He'll be, they'll both be with us. I believe both of them will be with us Sunday morning. Adam Barta will definitely be with us Sunday night. So uh, you don't want to miss that. And then I'm trying to get them both in Anchorage. At least Adam will be with us in our 2, 2 p.m. service in Anchorage. Had a breakthrough with our church in Anchorage. Um, was on the phone with the University of Anchorage today. And uh, they have a facility there for us in the middle of all of their dorms. For free! Free! Somebody say, we don't even have to rent it. We just have to go and fill out some documentation because the students, some students have invited us. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to have a revival in Anchorage, the University of Anchorage. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. You ready, Micah? You ready, man? This is going to be exciting. Ah! Man, my blood's pumped. I'm just so excited. I'm just pumped in the spirit. can hardly wait to see what's going to happen. It's going to be absolutely great. I think it's going to be the, the, the University of Anchorage outpouring or something. And uh, so we'll let you know more about that. You keep that in prayer. We'll be meeting with them on Thursday. And uh, and if we can put the service in there on Sunday morning, we'll do that. Uh, at, at the very least, I think we're going to be doing a Wednesday midweek and maybe staying where we're at and then doing a Wednesday midweek there. It means we go mobile, Brother Micah, dragging, dragging everything. So it's going to be very exciting. Will you keep that in prayer? Great, all five of you will pray for that. Thank you, Jesus. All right, good, good, good. Now, I know that that's a breakthrough because we've been praying, and I have great, great expectancy about what God will do there. And uh, if we don't touch the universities across the land, then we'll continue to raise up people who are filled with secular humanism. We must have revival in the universities. I'm telling you, you must have revival in universities. We could all be on fire, and if we stay in the house and burn, well, that's all nice for us, you know, and for our families maybe, but we've got to affect the culture. We've got to invade the culture. Somebody say amen. So we're, we're going to go to the University of Anchorage and pray that God's going to give us the whole, the whole place. 
for God's glory. Amen. Awesome. You've heard of CNN? Have you ever heard of HNN? That's Hell News Network. They reported recently that demons are leaving the state of Alaska at an alarming rate. They're, they're just fleeing. They, they can't handle it. Revival's breaking out, and they just can't t- stand getting beat up every day, so they're fleeing to some other nation. May, may the Lord deliver those nations also in Jesus' name. I um, While I'm going through the announcements and just... Uh, talking with you. We're going to take our offering here in just a moment, but I, I want to pray for the samples. Uh, Marlene, you're here. Is, is John here too? Would you guys just come stand here? You know, the other, the other day was Monday. Was it Monday? It was Monday. Today's Tuesday. That makes sense. Monday. Monday, um, coming back from morning prayer, I got a phone call and they had raced to the emergency room and, uh, their, their nephew, David Edwards, uh, Marlene's sister, I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, twin sister, Maxine. Uh, her son uh, died. And uh, it, was a, it was a hard thing to be there and to be a part of that, just to see the heartbreak. At the same time, there's great rejoicing because uh, the boy is saved. And uh, he suffered 22 different operations. And, you know, the Lord could have healed him, and they would come to our healing services. And they would come, she would sit in the back and... Anytime we had a special guest, they would, they would come to believe that he would get healed. And, and he just had a very challenging time. And he doesn't have those challenges anymore because he's in heaven. He has a brand new body. He's not tormented by the, by the, by the one that he had here in the earth. And I just want to pray for you guys and, uh, and for, for Maxine and for your whole family. And there's going to be a funeral uh, this coming Monday at 1 o'clock right here. So is it okay? We just invite. If you want to come and be a part of that, you can. It'll it'll be a bit of a celebration. Of course, we're trying to get everybody saved. And uh, that's always a, sisters flying in. And so let's, but nevertheless, it's hard to lose a loved one. Reach your hands towards them, won't you? Father, we thank you for uh, the samples and for, for your grace. And I pray, Lord, that not only would you touch them as they mourn, they'll be comforted, as it says in Matthew. But I pray, God, that you touch, touch Maxine, you touch your sister, and that you touch the entire family as they grieve the loss of David. And, Lord, we put our hope and, and find comfort in the truth that he is with you. And he no longer is tormented by his physical body. He doesn't have any wheelchair. He's hopping and leaping and praising God, skipping on streets of gold with the rest of the saints who have gone before us. And, Lord, we thank you for that promise that we have in your word to be out of bodies, to be present with the Lord. Now, comfort them, and I pray that you would use this funeral, this uh, this memorial celebration of life, God, that you would use it uh, as a tool for your grace to touch many, many people. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. We want to take a moment uh, to receive our tithes and offerings this Tuesday night. Uh, ushers, if you would help me. So appreciate the samples. They diligently work behind the scenes in so many areas, and they're, they're, they're great people. If you haven't met them, uh, you need to. Tuesday, Holy Ghost night. We've got Tuesday night service. I mean, how many churches you know got Tuesday night service? Tuesday night service is kind of an unusual. Wednesday, I've heard of Wednesdays. I've only heard of Tuesday night services at KC. 
Uh, and the reason, do you know how we ended up with the Tuesday night? How many of you want to hear the story of how it ended up being on Tuesday night? Used to be Wednesday. But when I became the pastor uh, of the church, I was flying up from Kauai back and forth, and it just worked out better with the flights. So we used to have a service on Wednesday, but then it took me the, the direct flight. You know, the direct flight would fly out early Wednesday morning. And if you do that flight enough, you want the direct flight. Because the other one can be 17 hours in three cities through the middle of the night and drop you off in the Hawaiian Islands, wasted, tired, and sick. And so we tried that for a little bit and thought, forget that. It was cheaper. The Alaska Airlines had a direct flight. So we, so we shifted it and changed it from a Wednesday to a Tuesday, and we just stayed there. I think there'll come a time when we have service probably every night. Amen. You know, they used to do that. You all ready, ushers? Would you come? They used to do that. They used to have service every night. Dr. Morocco's father, Dan Morocco, had, they had church every night in Calcutta. And, and nobody got tired. They just, it was like a party. It's woo, church. Excuse me. Come on, lift your hands, lift your offering to the Lord. Father, I was going to say, into your hands I commend my spirit. (laughs) I have messed up. Lord, thank you. Amen. Come on, stand up with us.
sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons. To what he had foretold came to pass, to the word of the Lord, proved him true. Does anybody have the new King James? May I borrow that for a moment? I like the treatment of the New King James just a little bit better. He sent a man before him, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. They, he was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The word of the Lord tested him. Everybody say, until the time the word of the Lord came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Father, tonight we come before you as your people, purchased by your precious blood, so thankful for your presence here. 
And we stand, God, before you, hungry tonight, thirsty tonight, so grateful for the word of truth. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain, will endure forever. So come by your anointing, come by your power, touch us and change us, I pray, in Jesus' holy name. If you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit, just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. I would encourage you to take notes on some place if you have a piece of paper. This word I've lived out. Isaiah called vision the burdensome valley. Jeremiah could be referred to in Jeremiah as the fire in his bones, the word. The word, when the word comes, and I don't mean just just the, the logos, but I mean when God really gives you a promise, when God speaks over you a vision for your life, when it comes, it brings a dividing line. Many times storms will come, opposition comes, fire comes, heat so hot that it melts everything. (laughs) Everything that hinders and everything that binds. The smelter of metals is the word of the Lord. Luther in the 1500s brought the revelation from the book of Romans. And that revelation brought great separation. Justification by faith was the message. Nailed his theses on the cathedral of Wormberg. And it brought a great separation. Truth brings separation. The word of the Lord brings separation. Azusa Street, great outpouring. I talked about it Sunday. Brought separation. When the word of the Lord comes to your life, and I'd say that you can't be here too long and not get the word of the Lord. Because, and I'm not talking about being personally prophesied over. I'm just talking about being in a place where the living word of God is, is teached and preached. It comes to you, comes to your heart, sets your heart on fire. And when that happens, there comes tests. Everybody say, woo! Yeah, without it, you can't have a testimony unless you have a test. And in the life of Joseph, he had, he had these dreams. He wasn't too wise about his timing and sharing them. Came from a dysfunctional family just like you and I. Yeah. His father gave favoritism to him. His favorite son gave him the coat of many colors. He was really despised by his family. I want to talk about the first test that will come to you. As you walk out your word. And it doesn't, these are, I'm going to give you a number of tests. I think I have five of them right from the life of Joseph. It doesn't have to necessarily be in order, but frequently it is. The word of the Lord says that a prophet is without honor in his own home. And I think that's a gift from God. Because you need to learn to do it without honor before you do it with honor. Because God teaches you character through all of that. The first test that will come to your life as you walk out your word is the pit. Everybody say the pit. Separation from family and relationships. It's his brothers that threw him in the pit. He didn't fall in a pit. They chose him. They selected him. They pulled him out and they threw him in a pit. When the word of the Lord comes, home structures 
get dealt with. When the word of the Lord comes, the pain of rejection of your mother and father gets dealt with. When the word of the Lord comes, sisters, brothers, your hurts, family curses, they get dealt with. And that is all part of it, and it can be painful. Joseph sold into slavery by his brothers. How do you deal with betrayals that come before fulfillment? How do you deal with mistreatment? The way that you deal with betrayals and the way that you deal with mistreatment, the way that you deal with the pit when you fall in it is absolutely instrumental in you fulfilling the dream that God has for you. And God does have a dream. We've talked about that recently. He's got a word for you, and that word will come to pass. But God wants to basically deal with you, and there's certain separations that have to come. Now, I remember in serving the Lord early on in my life, there were relationships that God didn't want me to have anymore. In other words, there were people that weren't going to go all the way, and he knew it. Look, I was dating my wife, and the Lord told me, you're all done. You guys are done. You're in the way of what I want to do in her life. And I thought, wow, God really wants to do something in her. The funny thing was, is we compared notes after we got married, and back they started courting and, and engaged. God said the exact same verbatim thing to her. You're in the way of what I want to do in my son. Get out of the way. Same exact word. Isn't that right, Karen? So we thought, wow, we were in each other's way. Because the word of the Lord had come. When the word of the Lord comes, it brings separation. Some of you need to separate yourself from some people that are nothing but a cancer and a hole. I mean, you need them like a hole in the head. What if they get offended? You're offending God. Where are you? Where do your, where do your, you know, your loyalties lie? Or you want to really fulfill what God's called you to? Or do you want to stay stuck on stupid? You want to stay stuck in relationships that are locked up? Look, you can love people. You can love them from a distance. I, I've told you that in my life, I don't, ha- I don't hang out with fools. I don't allow fools in my inner circle. I don't invite them to my home. I love them. I minister to them. And I pray that God touches them. I will teach them. I preach to them. Come on. That's not you. Come on, say he's talking about somebody else. And I've got news for you. That's what some of us were. I was a fool. I don't know about you, but I was a fool. Capital F-O-O-L. Fool. I was a fool. And that's just using biblical language. And I'm thankful that God somehow shook the fool out of me. Because the word of the Lord came and there came fire. And that's how I got rid of fool. The pit. The pit's one of the first tests that come. So if you're in the midst of that, you know, just get excited. God's separating some relationships from you? Say, bring it. Bring it, God. Bring the knife. Drop the blade. Cut it. Cut me free. Prune me. Prune me. Prune me. Prune me. Prune me. I want to be pruned by you. Lop off some limbs. Some of you got some stuff that's got to get lopped off. And you're wondering why it's so painful. It's because you're trying to hold on to that thing. Listen, just yield. 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 Don't get angry. Don't get mad. Submit. The word of the Lord comes. There often comes a pit. Don't get angry. Just submit when you're in the pit. J. 
Genesis 45, Joseph says, it was not you who sold me. Kind of fascinating. He realized that in the end, God had a master plan to use him. The second place of testing that will come is what I call Potiphar's house or circumstances. Potiphar's house or circumstances. When the word of the Lord comes, then there comes (laughs) circumcision for sure. But circumstances... It's true. It'll preach. Like, God, bring that flint knife. Come on. There comes a cutting away. There comes a pit. But there comes circumstances. Everybody say circumstances. Circumstances. And, and those circumstances are often arise that are contradictory to everything that God said he was going to do. You know, I talked about that. You can, you can get offended over stuff. I talked about it on Sunday. So you have a word of the Lord that this and this is going to happen. He's going to do it. You're moving forward. You're believing God. And all of a sudden you have circumstances that almost mock the very word that you got. Don't focus on those. That's just a test. Circumstances. How'd you like to be, how'd you like to be Joseph? He's just doing his job. He's sold into slavery, separated from his family. He's now in Egypt and he gets basically accused of adultery by Jezebel with another name. Before the word of the Lord comes to pass, it will test you, will try you. Where are you in the process? Because I promise everybody in here is in the process somewhere. The third place of testing is the prison or the house of friends. The house of friends. Joseph was faithful in his giftings. He had a gift of a dream interpretation for which he gave God all the glory. And he's in the prison and there comes these dreams through the baker and the cupbearer. Joseph interprets them and they come to pass. The baker is killed and the cupbearer is restored. The cupbearer says to him, I'm going to remember you. I'm going to remember you when I get restored. He gets restored. He doesn't remember. He didn't say anything to Pharaoh. Later, years later, with new revelation brings a new separation of friends. And it's your heart condition that God's looking at. He's looking at your heart. You know, David was anointed far, far before Samuel ever showed up with a horn of oil. God selected him, the small, ruddy, youngest, the youngest in that text in 1 Samuel is, is a derogatory term. It's like the runt. Eliab was a strapping, big, strong, leader-looking man in the house of Jesse. It's always amazing to me that the prophet would choose another big, strapping guy like Saul. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the the heart. And I'm telling you, God is weighing your heart in the situations you're in right now. He's weighing them. And as you go through them, you can pitch a hissy fit if you want to, but you'll just have to keep going through it.
Everybody say, don't pitch a hissy fit. Submit. Tests will often come to the closest of friends. Because they don't see you as God sees you. They see you with a natural eye and they know you from your past. Yes, it is. I will tell you in my own life, I got raised up in this church. And when I say that, I mean this church, one church in many locations. I lived in Maui. I, my mother gave me a plane ticket. I ought to tell my full-blown testimony someday here. But I'll, I'll share it in pieces because I don't want to overwhelm you. It is kind of like that. So I'll give you this little piece. My mother gave me a plane ticket. And uh, I left the mental hospital in Mather Memorial Hospital in Port Jefferson, New York, to go to the airport, got on a plane, released from the mental hospital to go to Maui. I went to Maui. I came into the church. Long, very long story short, God in his infinite grace somehow allowed me to keep going through these tests. I thank God for close people that really loved me, especially my mother. My brother never stopped praying for me. I got to the place where God began to really put his fire on me. We started doing life groups, started doing small home Bible studies. My wife, Karen, was with me right from the whole thing. Those, those things grew and People would come and people would get saved and we had miracles. And I mean, our, our, our Thursday night life group we had was every bit as exciting as church, maybe more. Couldn't wait. Just couldn't wait. It, we, we, we haven't had that happen here so much. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen as people get a hold of that and realize that as a life group leader, if you're faithful and you're loyal and you're diligent, and you pass these tests, and God raises you up to be a leader in this house, it's actually a tremendous gifting, and you share the same anointing that's on me from Dr. Morocco to bring revival in your home. It is an um, unbelievable, awesome privilege. And then God could touch your whole neighborhood and save everybody, and God was doing stuff like that. And as that happened, we got elevated. There were certain people that just really didn't think it was too cute. They remembered when I came in in board shorts and a ripped T-shirt and flip-flops, unwashed with long, scraggly, receding hairline, hair. They remembered when I came in. They remembered when I blew up, freaked out, maybe manifested a couple times in the, in the sanctuary. Yeah. Don't touch me. Oh, man, I came from the pit, man. I don't know where you came from, but I came from a deep, dark place many, many years ago. And so as God elevated me and the word of the Lord was coming to pass, the pit took place. Potiphar's house took place. Friends that I thought were friends didn't want to hang with me so much anymore. You go to church too much. Let's go surfing. I don't want to go surf. Let's go surf in the Spirit, man. Let's go to church. There began to be a separation. If you're finding that happening, listen, if that's not happening, something's wrong. And I'm not saying that you should drive your friends away, but when you live for Jesus out loud and, 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 and on fire, either they're going to come and, and get closer to that fire and get touched and, and get healed and get on fire and get saved. Or they're going to want nothing to do with you. Or if they're family, they'll tolerate you. 
and want to love you and, and think maybe you're weird and, and you pray and one day they'll get saved too. Some of you get all bent out of shape when you have a Judas come up and show up in your life. Some of you have received the kiss of Judas recently. You know, you can't have a crucifixion without a Judas. Yet you've got to have a Judas. Judas was a fulfillment of prophecy. And while we don't like it, and it's not fun to be betrayed and kissed by a jerk who turns us over, it is absolutely necessary for your training for the word of the Lord to come to pass. So rejoice in the Judas. The next test is what I would call the test of delay. Can you imagine what it would have been for David if we could choose him, David, to be anointed as king and have to run and hide in caves? It's a hard thing to have the, the anointing to, to, to lead and to do the deal but not be the guy. He, 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 he was delayed. He had, he had to go through these tests. God was working on him. For Joseph, I mean, delayed 24 years, 24 years before the fulfillment of the word of the sheaves bowing down before him, of the stars bowing 24 years. You've been saved five and you grumble and wonder why you're not the president or something. You wonder why. Well, how, how come I don't have my wife and kids and you know, the business he promised me? Or how come, how come I'm not leading the ministry? You're still in the pit, man. You're back in the first test and pass that yet. Come on, you're still angry about separation instead of submitting. Or you're not allowing the separation to take place. You know, there's certain people, I just want to tell you, there's certain people that if we didn't cut out, I wouldn't be here. Now, sometimes I didn't, I didn't do that the best way. And I hurt people. And I will say this. I'm sorry. I've repented for that long ago. Had I been more mature, I wouldn't have done it. Nevertheless, I'm glad I did it however I did it because otherwise I wouldn't be here. So they got offended. All right, well, I was immature, but I'm still in the game. Sometimes, look, sometimes you have to stuff people. I I hope that you have the character and the grace to be able to do it. But there are times, I've told you, I was working a job. All kinds of temptation was coming down that night. I had responsibility, Christian responsibility, follow through, do the deal. I had all kinds of tables, four or five-star restaurant, making lots of money as a waiter. I was going to backslide to hell and probably die that night. I knew. I knew it. Anybody ever been in that situation? I, here it comes. I was so scared. The invitations were coming from everywhere. And I just thought, ah! all I could think is, run! I ran. 
I ran with my uniform. I didn't punch the clock. I ran through the kitchen, into the thing, got my little backpack, and stinking sprinted right out the back door, leaving all of my tables, all of my tickets, all of the people sitting there. Didn't tell my manager. Didn't tell the bus person. All they knew was we saw some bald guy sprinting out the back, and it must have been Daniel. We don't know where he is. It was on New Year's. I, 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 but guess what? I, I drove my beat-up La Bamba, Karen used to call it, it was right just before we met. It was, it was bad. It was a 1969 Pontiac Comines with a 454 in it. And thank could go, baby. I got, I got in that car. Then could that thing burn rubber? Does anybody know the joy of burning rubber? Anyway, I got in that thing, did a neutral drop in the parking lot. How many of you know what that is? And you don't necessarily need to do that with a 454, but I was absolutely nuts. Ah, 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 took off, four-wheel drifting around turns, came sliding into my little home driveway, got out, closed the door, was like, yes, yes, I'm still living for you, God. I'll never work for the Grand Hyatt Wailea ever again. They told me I've been blackballed, blacklisted. You're never allowed to work here. Oh, well, <laughs> I was pretty confident I would die if I stayed one more minute. Some of you got to get away from some stuff. You're wondering why you're not walking in victory. The word of the Lord has come. He wants you to live for him. There's a life worth living, a blessed life, family, marriages, business, ministry, if he has that for you. There's a blessed life for you, but you've got to allow the cut. You've got to allow a separation to come. You've got to go through these tests. We're talking about the test of delay. For me, you know, it took a while. Actually, once I really died, which is a daily thing, then elevation came very quickly. Some of you, God's trying to elevate you, but you're all just still kicking. Still shaking your fist. Still wanting your way. Still demanding that you have rights. I'm going to preach now. Brace yourself. You ready? You don't have any rights. Let me tell you what you deserve. Look at me. You know what you deserve? You deserve death. And the only reason you don't have that is that Jesus died. That is the only reason you don't have that. It's a gift. Everything you have is a gift. I'm not talking about civil rights and all that. I'm just saying when you demand your way, zip it. Be quiet. Cork it. And realize that it's a test. And just go through it. And separate yourself. Build boundaries. Joseph was delayed 24 years. And it can sometimes take a while. Joseph in Egyptian means preserver of life. Wow. Just think, where, where are you in the fulfillment of the word that God's given you, the dream that God's given you? Where are you? Some of you are just a day away. Some of you are a day away from destruction. Some of you are a day away from, from fulfillment. And the last, the last test for tonight, right from the life of Joseph, is what I would call the palace. 
the tests of the world and the world system. Now, when you come through, when your word and you comes to pass, and, and again, vision is progressive. Everybody say that. Vision's progressive. So you're on track with the word from the Lord and the vision that he's given you, the burdensome valley at times, as Isaiah said. There's a fire shut up in your bones like Jeremiah. And you're moving forward. As you walk into that fulfillment, it grows. So God will, God will say, wonderful, now look at this. And he begins to show you the next place. So it's called what we call here in our church progressive apostolic vision. Vision's always progressive. So it used to be for us that we were just going to reach the Hawaiian Islands, and it became the Pacific Rim. I, I understand that they just changed our uh, our licensing organization that we have, and it's now uh, Pacific. It's not Pacific Ministries International. It's King's Cathedral International. Anyway, I'll, I'll give you. It just happened today, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. KCI. It's international now. We're going over to Europe now. We're going to open churches in Italy. And, and so it's going international. It wasn't international 20 years ago. They didn't even have a vision for reaching Alaska. Really, but God put somebody in there and the whole thing took off. And Wow. So vision's progressive and it takes a little while. But as you start moving into this thing, when after the provision comes and, and poverty leaves, you know, Steve Hill. How many of you know who Steve Hill is? There was a moment, I, actually, I think I need to go back in the archives of our church and find when Steve Hill first came. He preached about the Brownsville Revival, and he had a moment like with God and everybody in our service, a moment with God and everybody else got to witness it, kind of. He was reflecting on one of the greatest tests of his entire life. And I'll tell you what it was. This is what he said and what I recall. The Brownsville Revival exploded. There were thousands and millions of people, I think, touched over the years that that went on. All of the the videotapes and audio tapes that came from the messages that he preached there every night were sold, and all of that profit went to him. Now, when you have that many people coming through a place... And, and, and the offerings that are coming through for a guest speaker and the honorariums that are coming through. And cause it's like, because you've got to understand, I don't know what it was like for you, but when I got saved, I got really, 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 really saved. Take all my money. What do you want me to do? I give it all to you, Jesus. I'm in. That's how it was for me. I realized, oh, my God, he really did die for me. And I, I can live now. Uh, what else you want? You can have everything. I'm, I'm all yours. It wasn't like, huh, they have to take an offering? I was just like, ah, ah, just give it up. Ah, ah, give everything. That's, I mean, when you really get really full-on blown out by God, that's what happens. Now, that was happening to hundreds and thousands thousands of people. So not only did Steve Hill receive special offerings. I mean, you know, we have a guest that comes through. We give him a love offering, right? Well, they had that. But we're talking thousands of people that would come to these things every night. So he had love offerings coming in. Honorariums coughing and he had, coming in. He had videotapes, DVDs, sermon lessons, books. He had so much stuff being sold. He was becoming a multimillionaire literally overnight, which is starting to roll like that. God spoke to him and said, you are in danger. You see, because he got to the palace. He got to the place. There is nothing wrong with wealth. 
You'll love this right here. This next thing you're going to love, my brother, because I know what God's called you to do. You'll love this. There's nothing wrong with wealth, and I know you know that. Joseph embraced the wealth of Egypt so that he could save God's people. There's nothing wrong with making tons of money. But if it gets a hold of you, you have lost. Greed is a greed. You have to combat greed. You start making lots of money. You better learn to be a big giver. And then God will keep that flow going through you. If you start making lots of money and start ingratiating yourself and start just going crazy about all the stuff that you always wanted, you will basically begin to separate yourself from God. Finances are an amazing thing. And money's a test. Money's a test. So, so the, the final place is, look, when you, when you walk this thing out and you pass all these tests, which sometimes all of them come in one day, sometimes it takes 24 years, as you walk through, I'm telling you what happens is God will elevate you. He will elevate you to the palace of influence. He'll elevate you to the palace in finances. You know, it all depends on your calling and where you're at with God, but you've got to be found faithful in that stuff. Joseph embraced the wealth of Egypt, had tremendous insight of how to save a whole world from famine, and saved his whole family because he did it. Steve Hill understood that if he didn't deal with that money the way that God wanted them to, and he, and he was beginning to go down this road of getting, you know, money, money. And so, the, the, you know what the Lord had him do? He stopped receiving all of it and turned it back in to the work of the Lord. Now, that is a man of God. He t- took all the video and the tapes and all the proceeds that came from that, and he turned it right back in to pushing the vision forward and pushing ministry forward and doing outreach and touching missions and all of that. How will you handle the palace? You see, you can never handle the palace right if you don't handle the pit right. You don't handle Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife and, and, and the separation from friends right. If you don't handle the prison, you don't handle that right. You don't handle, you handle that stuff right, the test of delay. Look, just because you've been delayed does not mean you've been denied. That is a great word. Just because you're delayed doesn't mean it's over. Just because you've waited and here you are. God has a moment where he could take T.D. Jakes. Let's pick on him. Uh, he had a church of 300 people. Maybe 350. In some southern state somewhere. Great preacher. Nobody knew who T.D. Jakes was. He'd never written a book or produced movies. and He'd never done any of that. Somebody took a video of him, showed it to Jan Crouch, and said, you got to see this preacher. He's the hottest preacher in shoe leather. They put the tape on the side. This is the testimony that I heard. Put the tape on the side, but I get gazillions of tapes. I imagine DVDs now. And she just decided one day to pull it out. She popped it in and said, good God Almighty, man can preach. Called him up. He got put on TBN. And God moved huge that night on TV and on TV. The Lord spoke to him just after that. He moved his church. He now pastors one of the biggest churches in America. I don't know how many years ago. It was maybe 15 years ago. He was pastoring 300 people. Might be longer than that now. I don't but I mean, obscure. Look, God could take you who are seemingly obscure and pull you out and put you in a place of influence if you're ready. 
If you're not ready, he's not going to do it. Either that or it'll be the devil and you'll get destroyed. Hmm, that was good. You know, every promotion is not from God. Did you know that? Because some promotions will come, and if you're not ready for the promotion, if you've not been passing the test and being faithful and you get this massive promotion, you better be leery of that one. That'll be the very thing that sets you up for adultery or something. You're already struggling in your marriage. And you think, finally, my breakthrough. I mean, you really, you really got to know. You really got to know whether that promotion's from God. Not every promotion's from God. Just because the job is more money than you're making now, well, maybe you get killed on that job. Maybe you should know whether God wants you to do that job. I'm preaching better than you're amen. When the word of the Lord comes, it brings a testing. It brings fire. And it will prove you until it comes to pass. Joseph, you see his life is amazing. 24 years of waiting. Delay. The test of delay. The test of delay and the test of the palace. Where are you tonight in all of these testings? Nothing wrong with embracing wealth so long as you don't worship it. You embrace it to move the kingdom forward. You have that focus. I'll tell you where you'll see that. You see that in your giving. You see that in your missions giving. You see it in your tithing. You see it in your daily seed. You see it. You see that flow of generosity going through you. If it's just for your own lining your own pockets and getting the latest thing or whatever, then you have missed out. There's nothing wrong with those things so long as you don't worship them. And they're, and they're held in good stewardship. We like saying it this way. And uh, Micah, would you come? Nothing wrong with possessions. But if you can't give them away, then you don't have possessions. You're possessed by them. You hold things with an open hand like this. I've had, I've had the Lord test me on stuff, things that were so special and dear to me. I just want to keep it. Lord's like, give it. Come on. God will always... You have an Isaac? I'm going to tell you, every Isaac you have, he'll always call you to put it up on an altar every time. There's Isaacs that come. So where are you? The word of the Lord has come now in your life. Look, it, it can be a revelation to some of you that realize, whoa, so this isn't my whole existence? I'm just in a pit temporarily? Yeah. If you submit... You get angry, you stay in the pit. You can be a pit dweller. Hey, look, I know people, they're saved. It's not, it's not a heaven or hell issue. They're saved. They stink and miserable. They've never really done anything for God. They stay offended. It's always somebody else's fault. They want to point the finger at their mama. They want to point the finger at their dad. They want to point the finger at their, fa- at their father. They, you know, they, they want to point the finger at their pastor. They want to point the finger at the guy that just got elevated before them because they should have been there for so many years. And I think they obviously don't see my kids. <laughs> got a pride problem. You got rejection issues. And you need to get healed. And I'm going to tell you that God wants to heal you more than you know. And if you'll just, if you'll just submit to Him, if you'll just trust Him in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your storm, there's two kinds of storms. Jonah was in a boat. Just read that book twice this week. God's been speaking to me about it. Jonah was in a boat, 
and in a storm? The storm came from God. That was a God storm. There's another kind of storm, the kind of storm that Jesus rebuked when he was crossing over the sea. He stood and he rebuked the wind and the waves and it was calm. It was still. God doesn't rebuke himself, so it's a devil storm. Two kinds of storms. And some of you are in a storm tonight and it's from God trying to blow you back on course. And others of you are in a storm tonight and it's just the devil. You need to stand up in your boat and rebuke that thing. In Jesus' name. Most of the time, especially Pentecostal believers, it's always say it's a devil storm. Yeah, because God wouldn't take you and put you in a boat and cause you to be in a storm and even maybe die. God wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't do that like to the Apostle Paul, maybe. To put you in a place of, allow you to be in a place of great pain and torment and fear so that you could be an example to 256 souls that are on board or however many it is. Oh yeah, he would. Can he trust you like that? Come on, stand up on your feet. Did you get something tonight? Oh, God. I just want to pray. I want to pray that God helps you wherever you are. I'm in this thing. I'm in here. And like I said, you can go through these tests all in one day. Commonly, there's a progression. In other words, once you deal with the pit and the family thing, once you pass that test, I don't have any family stuff anymore. i got issues and things that come up, but it's not something that runs my life. It's not something that, that I lose sleep over. I mean, I intercede and I pray, but it's not something that like it used to be. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's not like, you know, I mean, I'm older now. I'm, you know, I'm almost in my mid-30s, and I, I, you know, it's not families, families. You know, I got my own family now, and then the family circumstances and stuff. I got peace in my entire family. My dad, my stepmom, my my mother, my father-in-law. Got a father-in-law, brand new father-in-law. My brother John, and my my, my brother John. I got a brother. His name's John, and and his whole his whole family at peace my brother Chris peace I got peace in my immediate family I, we got joy everybody knows Jesus except for maybe one or two and they're going to get there maybe this year amen I don't have that pit thing anymore I, I'm done with that test some of you were just in it rejoice be exceedingly glad because the word of the Lord is coming to pass in your life and as you go through these tests If you just hold on, if you just keep on, if you just keep keeping on, God will promote you and bring you out into a rich place of fulfillment. And another test, the palace or delay. So just trust Him. He is the potter. You are the clay. Mold me and make me Lord in your own special way. Hey, he is a potter. We are the clay. Mold me and make me in your own special way. I won't complain. I won't murmur. I, I won't get angry. No, no. Gosh, almost sounds like I can sing. It's crazy. <laughs> 
Lift your hands. Come on. <laughs> that was all right. Oh. I surprised myself right there. Praise the Lord. Come on. You're the clay. He's the potter. What are you to say? What are you doing? Who do you think you are? Come on. We'll sing it one more time. He is the potter. We are the clay. Mold me and make me in your own special way. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me in your own special way. I won't complain. I won't murmur. I won't get angry. I submit to you. I submit to you. Whether it's the test of delay, the test of the prison, the test of the pit, the test of the palace, or Potiphar's house, whatever tests, let your fire come. Let your fire come and burn off all the dross. Oh, I, I got to say this last part. Give me two minutes and I'm done. Pottery is an interesting thing. It, it, it makes a sound. Now, they have now clocks and on kilns. You aware of that? So they, they put a piece in to fire it. And when I was a young, a young lad, my mother bought a potter's wheel and put it straight in the middle of our living room. Thank God for crazy mothers. It was a kick wheel, custom made, and so when I was when I was my son's age, I used to I, the, I had this kick wheel, and we used to kick it and and would mold pots and stuff, and and we would fire them in kilns. But there was a clock usually, so you knew how long to do it. Then we would put glaze on it. You know, some of you did arts and crafts. They didn't have clocks back in Jesus' day. They take those pieces of pottery and they would put it in the kiln and they would it would make a sound it would it would it would vibrate and it would look a certain way and it would vibrate make a sound when it was done and that's how they knew it was done they would pull it out and make a sound you know i think it's bone bone china when they fire that it's extreme that the, the fire is extremely hotter than just regular clay and bone china china when china comes out it's not just making a sound. It literally sings. It's a frequency that... It, it's, it's a frequency like, like none of the other. It, it sings, and that's how they know the China's done. Some of you are in the fire. You want to get out? Start singing. Start singing. Start lifting your voice. Start rejoicing. God will go, oh, maybe they're done. But if you're still shaking your fist and still angry in the fire, you ain't going to get no fourth man. Come on, smile at me. One more thing. Some of you have been dashed to pieces. Your dreams. They didn't have crazy glue. They didn't have any of that stuff. You know how they would repair special pieces of pottery? If it's just a regular piece, they just throw it. But a special piece, one like made in the image of God, that kind of special. When those were broken, you know how they fixed those? They would go and they would get blood from a lamb. And they would take the blood of the lamb, this is true, 
and they would line the blood of the lamb all on the, the they would put this blood right on the on the cracks and they'd refire it. Is that good or what? Oh yes. It's the blood that'll heal your broken heart. It's the blood that'll heal your broken heart. It's the blood that'll heal. It's the blood that'll heal. It's your blood that'll heal your broken heart. Your broken heart. Oh, oh. He is the potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me in your own special way. Yes, He is a potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me in your own special way. Come on, sing it. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me in your own special way. I am the clay, mold me and make me in your own special way. I won't complain, I won't get angry, I won't get mad, I won't murmur, no, no, no. I won't get angry, I won't complain, I won't murmur, no, no, no. I submit to you, Lord, I submit to you. Come on, I submit to you, Lord, I submit to you, Lord, I submit to you, make a declaration, Lord, I submit to you, Lord, one more time, I submit to you. submit to you, Lord. What a wonderful presence of Jesus. So be encouraged. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of this good work that He's begun in you. Stay Onward, Christian soldier. Don't look to the right or left. Let Him fulfill it in you. Pass the test. And give Him glory. In Jesus' name. Take someone by the hand as we close tonight. Pastor Kermit, you come, please. Father, thank You for what You've done tonight. Through the worship, what You took place upstairs in the youth and in the children and what You did here by Your power, Your anointing, and Your Word that went forth sharper than any two-edged sword living and active. God, thank You that, that we can trust You. Lord, we trust in You tonight that You are going to bring to fulfillment, to fruition until the day of Christ Jesus that which You have begun on the inside of us because You are the author and what You authored you finish. But if you didn't author it, you are not obligated to finish it. So I pray everything in our life that's not authored by you would be pushed aside. And as we move through the tests of the pit and the prison and the Potiphar's house, 
and the delay in the palace as we move through the test, as your word of the Lord tests us and proves us, may we be found faithful. May we be found a faithful people to fulfill your dream in the earth. We thank and praise you for what you've done tonight. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' holy name, amen. God bless you.